0: Gregwa, me Dan Rakawa, hey boy.
1: Welcome to episode thirty-seven of Smart Enough to Know Better, a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. I'm Dan. And I'm Greg. <laughs> You, you, you had to think about that for a I moment. really
2: did for a moment. I was staring out at the beautiful Australian sunshine saying, stop it, Australian sunshine. You're killing me. Oh, I love all the light. <laughs> I live in a cave. I'm a happy man in the cave.
1: <laughs> that was traditional Maori uh, as spoken by a non-traditional Maori. <laughs> Maoriist. Maoriist. So someone <laughs> interested in the Maori language, but not so much fluent in it. That means we have a New Zealand listener. That's very exciting. Yes. We are spreading around the world. Our scientific tentacles are getting into the ears of many, many people, including Jim Ellis, who was very thoughtful to send the Maori version of our intro. And of course, this is episode 37. I said that. Oh, I, I said it. Oh, I'm
2: sorry. Well, I'm going to say it again. This is episode 37. And just reiterating. Yes, just exactly how important where we are. that is. And episode 37 is important because that is the average temperature of the human body. Yeah. Actually, I think, I, I think it's 36.9. But it's the closest
1: integer to the temperature of the human body. Ah. So we are now a lukewarm podcast. <laughs> We're just getting hotter from this
2: point (laughs) on, ladies and gentlemen. We're a fever. Next couple will be a fever, and then we'll induce death. So be aware of that. that. That's always a bit upsetting. So have you done any science stuff in the last week? Have I done any science stuff in the last week? Uh, the only thing that, that I would like to talk about scientifically, in an older podcast, I talked about Mars One, the company Mars One. Oh, and the, uh, the private company who yes. wants to take you to Mars That's in right. 20 years. And, uh, and, and, and not bring you back. And not bring you back. And so you live on Mars. They're not, they're not saying they won't bring you back. What they're saying is they're not planning to bring you, you back. They can't bring you back. At the, at the moment, no. In the next 20 years after that, they might. But it's not 20 years. They're now saying they're looking for people. It's a lot... Faster than I thought. They've come out and said... So Mars One has said that they want to create a Mars... Colony on Mars by 2023. So they're looking for people now. They 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 are. They're, ah, they're for... calling
1: your bluff. They are.
2: That's very exciting. And what's really interesting, they're saying there's no upper limit of age. It's 18 and above. There's no set skills. Either they're not saying looking for astronauts or anyone. They they want people with
1: certain. Well, that's uh, good because you've got no set. Skills. I have no set. They, sc- they, no useless skills. They flip back and forth. I have. I have. I am a dilettante of, of useless rubbish. Who... Well, I'm intermittently
2: effective. <laughs> that could be useful on Mars. So they're looking. For people with, with, not with certain skills, but people who would we happily train for eight years, because they're going to train you for eight years. Wow. They'll give you a job for eight years before you go, I suppose, and for the rest of your life. But they won't bother paying you when you're on Mars, because wow. you can't
1: spend it. You went crazy after four years at uni. Well, What are you right. do with eight years of training? Well, but it, but the, this is the other issue. You've got, they, they want you to be a certain level of fitness. So I was like, oh, here we go. Seven billion people. There has
2: to be better people than me. I admit this. But I'm going to keep an eye on this, because I, I would <laughs> like to... I, how I'll, very, how very humble of you. That's well, true. That's, that's that's not humble, that's just, that's just mathematically probable. <laughs> I, I am gonna put the application in, I've decided I'm gonna find it but am going to put the application sheets out, I'm gonna put it in because I'm intrigued how far. It's a very good chance I'll say, Dear Mr. Ray we hate you, goodbye. But I'm intrigued how far I would get it, and then would they call my bluff on it? Because that terrible moment in, in welcome to podcast 104, smart enough to know better. Greg's I'm not here.
1: Beeson. <sighs> and I'm Greg and and we have to wait. Uh, yes. Four minutes for the signal <laughs> from Greg to reach us. It's going to be a very stilted conversation. Yeah. But no more than usual. Remember
2: podcast 15?
1: <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, this is yeah,
2: Mars One, looking for people. So if you're unemployed or unhappy in your job and had... Or with had, your world. Or with your world, that's maybe look at Mars One and think about going to Mars for the rest of your life. Too much oxygen here. <laughs> too, <laughs> too much many gravity. Group, too, much, too much ability to walk around without a spacesuit and not dying. But it, honestly, have not think about it. That's what I was. I so that was very exciting anyway. That it's really happening. This is really happening now. This is not just a crazy pipe dream. So, how are they going to? Are you just interested in three breasted women? Or Of course, aren't we all? Uh, Girl Clumsy asked me this very, she I told her this, and she said, You'd really go, wouldn't you? And I'm like, Yes, I would really go. And she said, So you'd leave me behind? And I said, no, no, I'm not leaving you behind. I'm going to Mars. You're looking at this from the wrong point of view. When people went to the New World, and yeah, as in from, from Plymouth to Plymouth, sort of thing, to quote Eddie Izzard, I, I mean, I'm sure people went, You're leaving us here. And you're like, no, I'm going somewhere, th- this amazing adventure. It's not going to the shops or going to a new house. You're going to another planet. You're going to become a person whose name we remembered forever as a person who went to a planet. It's, I just think it's an, a big thing. I think it's an important thing. A big Cold rock, it's, and and that's and you could maybe be the one who changes that. Make someone's got to start. Someone's got to, the age of, of heroic exploration, which unfortunately has been very you know white Western dominated. It was pretty impressive. We just don't have it anymore. We don't have any well, not. big dreams and no big no big w- projects of the world can go. We're behind this, or even large amounts of the cultures of the world, bucket get behind. Well,
1: actually, the, I would imagine that the black people were the best explorers because they found Europe, and Persia, <laughs> and <laughs> Asia. <laughs> And, and Australia, America, and Australia, yes, and South America. I don't know if that's true. They probably I, weren't black by the time they found South no, no, America. No, I don't. Yeah, that's. I know that. I know that. The, but the very uh, the first explorers, explorers,
2: the Australian Aboriginal people, are genetically closer to the to, the, to the, the the primordial. If you want to put it that way, I don't know what word is. Uh, human, human cradle of civilization. Yes, yes. People from, from that people and that that, that group. But Humans didn't reach the americas until much 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 later quite recently in fact uh, and there's talk about how they they used to think they went over the land bridge between alaska and siberia but now they think that was all glaciated and impossible so now there's a theory that they came by boat down the side so that that was much later that's in the last 10,000 years we're talking about humans reaching australia 60 to 100,000 years if not slightly more. So we're talking a large, big, a very big difference there. Along the coasts. Yes. The yes. nice, warm coasts. With the, the fish and happiness. Anyway, uh, going to Mars to me is that next level of adventure that humans, I think, need. We need to be focused on something. And, and if it's not costing governments lots of money, and it's not, you know, my taxpayer dollars, blah, 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 which everyone complains about, I'm really excited that maybe we could have an adventure that we can get behind and do something with it. I think it'd be really important for mm. science and for humanity. Yeah. And then
1: next stop, Venus. Next stop, Venus.
2: There was a really, 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 really interesting article that came from NASA after the Apollo missions. And they were talking about joining up all the the Saturn rockets into different stage boosters. And they were saying, if if we follow this plan with this budget, it was a pretty big budget, after the Apollo missions, they could join all these things together. And they said, unfortunately, once we join us together, we make a little space station in space. You're talking about in the 70s, by the way. Uh, We'll only be able to reach Venus to Mars in the the, uh, late 70s. Late 70s Venus to Mars, get there. That's with people. a long rocket. And, and, and i oh wait the trip. Multiple rocket stage. And then they said, uh, and in the 80s into the 90s, we should be able to increase our technology by doing X, Y, and Z and uh, get from Mercury to Jupiter by the late 90s. It's 2012! We're still not uh, the moon. I, I like the moon, but we have to. It, we and they. Got, it got stopped because there was no political reason to do it. They weren't fighting the Ruskies anymore, so therefore they didn't bother. And now we're lost. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's frustrating.
1: Clunk.
0: <laughs>
2: what have you got, for me, Q?
3: Ah, 007. I think I've got something you might like. Here, a simple pen. Yes? But, bound up in that pen is enough atomic energy to level a city. I'm not sure I understand, Q. Oh, Bond, you never did listen in the briefings. An average fountain pen has a mass of 12 grams. And every fountain pen is, like every other bit of matter in the universe, made up of atoms. Every atom in the universe is held together by the strong nuclear force. Thanks to Mr. Albert Einstein, we know there is an equivalence between mass and energy. E equals mc squared, if you will. If you can overcome the strong nuclear force holding those protons and neutrons together within the atom, you can release some of the mass and therefore liberate vast quantities of energy. In fact, in a standard 12 gram fountain pen, there are 1.08 by 10 to the 15 joules of energy which is equivalent to 257.77 kilotons of TNT. And that is equivalent to a nuclear weapon ten times more powerful than the Fat Man device used to destroy Nagasaki in World War II. Well, that sounds like a blast, cue. Do grow up 007.
2: So, how do I unleash the energy within the pen?
3: Oh, I'm not a field agent, Bond. I'm sure you'll think of something.
1: We did a sketch recently about Sodom and Gomorrah, mm-hmm. where we mentioned that angels have no genitals. Yes. Because angels have no genitals. Yes. But I discovered that that's not entirely true. Really? Which angels are we talking about here? Angels from the Bible. You mean
2: like, I'm pretty certain, walk of shame maybe, pretty certain that angels weren't even human. There are, there are angels in the Torah that are wheels of fire yeah. with multiple wings yeah. and things like that. They're not All people. All sorts of stuff. Yeah, they're not people. Yeah. They're not dudes or, no. or girls. So anyway, so tell me,
1: enlighten me, Dan. All right. Genitals. Have you ever heard of Lilith? Yes, the queen of demons. Yes, she was married to Adam. Supposedly. Adam's first wife. In some of the Apocrypha, yes. Yeah, in some of them. Look, I'm just taking them all as gospel. <laughs> <laughs> that came later. That's New Testament.
3: And... <laughs>
2: But who makes that decision? I love, it's just they go sideways rant, as in they go, oh, the book of
1: Peter? There's all these other books as well. Yep. Oh, no, no, they, they say weird things. We're going to ignore them. The but, super Jesus. Oh, that was um not God. Yes, and we just, we, it, someone else wrote that. <sighs> anyway. Mm-hmm. What about John? Yeah, that was... Uh, that's on the fence.
2: Well, what they say is, yeah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they, they all kind of say the same thing, therefore they all must Except be the same. Except for John, yeah, yeah, well, which
1: it's... goes a little bit crazy. He, but he loved that crap. Oh, he also,
2: yeah. And strange enough, his John was written, though I read somewhere recently, someone tried to say it was written within 60 years of Jesus, probably closer to 200. So unless he was really long-lived, that wasn't the actual John, if you know what I mean. It was yeah. John writing about his great-great-great-great-great-granddad or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, go on.
1: Angel's genitals. Yes. So Lilith. Yes. Married to Adam. Wouldn't be submissive to him. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be on top. Yes. Adam was like, I'm sc- sorry, I'm the man. And missionary <laughs> is the only way to do it. Mm. And she went, I don't think so, my friend. And so she was told to get out of the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. I guess they had a divorce. No, they wouldn't have had a divorce. wouldn't but... be married, surely. Well, oh. His wife, yeah. I suppose, but anyway, I think they just meant they had sex. Yeah, I think maybe that's <laughs> what happened. And so then Eve came along. She was nice and submissive, the made way that from, all women should be. Made from Adam's rib. Lilith, also possibly a demon, went on mm. to have a lot of sex. Yes. What she would do, she would seduce men into... What men? Yeah, well, you know, God kept making people, Obviously. I guess.
2: Maybe. So he only, wrote about the, he only wrote about the prototype, and then God went out and made some more people. Yeah, yeah. But that's in the other book, which we that got rid of. That would
1: certainly make a lot more sense yeah. than everyone stemming from Adam and Eve. Mm, true. Well, stemming, though, not stemming. But... Though we
2: are related in the last ice age from about a thousand breeding pairs of humans.
1: Yeah. It's not too bad. It's pretty frightening. But at, at some point, Lilith was having a hundred babies a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Okay. But the thing is, Lilith went off and she mated with the archangel Samael. Do you know who Samael is? Samael? No. He's the angel of death. Oh, nice. Yeah. The reaper. Ooh. In certain mythologies, he's Mm. portrayed as a skeleton. Really? Yes. As the grim reaper skeleton. Oh, the grim reaper. Oh, okay. Right. Sure. Now, of course... In this story, that doesn't. There's some issues there. Yes. How's any of the Logistical, science then?
2: How's this any of the science? It's about
1: ignorance. Oh okay, oh. okay. Fine. That's fine. That's good. 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 No, the science is getting there. Oh. Okay. Because good. Because scientifically, uh-huh. a skeleton can't mate with Lilith. Yes. Surprisingly, under and He might have got a boner. Ah. Uh, no. Oh. No. No genitals. You see. Oh. Right. Okay. It's fair enough. Just the bones. <laughs> Just a big pelvis. She's jumped against his bones. Uh, I got a million of them. But Jack, the Archangel Samuel isn't just described as a skeleton, he is also described as being covered in eyes so tall it would take 500 years to walk from his crown to his feet. <laughs> So if the human walking st- speed is six kilometres per hour, yes. If you you'd walk for sixteen hours a day, yep. Sleep for eight, yeah. Three hundred and sixty-five days a year, five hundred years, you would travel seventeen point five two million kilometres. Nice. So he was seventeen point five two million kilometres tall. Right. If he stamped his feet, he wouldn't hear the sound for a year and a half. <laughs> And it's important that he has eyes all over his body because if they were like our eyes, if he moved his feet, it would take the light one twentieth of a second to reach his eyes. Uh-huh. Now, the tallest human male was 2 metres and 72 centimetres. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the smallest penis ever mentioned mm-hmm. was 1 centimetre long. Right. That's called a micropenis oh. or a microphallus. Supposedly it's more common than you think. <sighs> but the ratio of that is... Uh, One penis length to 272 (laughs) centimetres in in height. So best case scenario, Samael's junk was 64,000 kilometres long (laughs) and also covered in eyes. Nice, nice. Now Lilith mated with him. She'd already been having 100 babies a day, Mm -hmm. but after Samael, that vagina must have been wrecked. Ew. Yeah. Thank you. So what would dinosaurs taste like? If you could eat a dinosaur, that I, I feel like I feel like I'm on QI, and when I say chicken, and a claxon's <laughs> going to go off behind me, <laughs> but I would have thought that a little bit like bird. Yeah, pretty much.
2: The right. uh, it's, it's, yeah, pretty much the. Cause there's also different sorts of dinosaurs. We're talking about theropod dinosaurs, the two-legged, bird-like. Yes. Uh, and strange enough, they would taste like birds. So they are warm-blooded. They eat feathers like birds. Just to upset you. Mm-hmm. And in fact, another another bit of research, which will link oh, to. Oh yeah, I'm upset. That, <laughs> another bit of research. They, they show showed uh, the tail uh, of one of the theropod dinosaurs, and they've actually found imprints of its muscles in the in the fossilization as well. So not just the bones, but the muscles oh, of the tail. Oh wow. So the tail and the, the tail of this one. It wasn't. A, a thin whip tail that you might think it was actually quite a thick muscular tail oh, okay. and, they, and they think that's because due to the muscles in the tail and the way that the tail's set up they think that it could f- uh, splay those feathers so uh, maybe as part of a courtship ritual like an, o- like an ostrich uh, does so you go uh, oomph, or and, a peacock or a peacock oh, sorry I said, I said yes of course I meant a peacock Yes, no uh, ostriches do it they put their wings out they, but yeah, so they're, not they're, their tails peacocks, they, peacocks put their tails out so all these big feathers and that's what they think this big muscular tail could work by flattening it out could work the same as a mm. Peacock tail. So this thing would have multicolored, exciting tails. So they looked at this bird and they've decided what would it actually taste like. It's very important peacock. to know. Peacock. What, what well, pretty much. It was uh, delicious. They, peacock. <laughs> delicious. Were illegal. Peacock. They were warm-blooded. They had feathers like birds, and they had massive hind legs uh, built for distance running. So they're distance runners. Their legs worked what's called slow twitch muscles rather than fast twitch muscles, making them taste a bit more like a cow than a chicken. Oh, so sounds delicious. So not to say yes. So basically, they're very, very su- well suited to running and looking at. Sort Fred of, Flintstone had it right. <laughs> that's right, uh, and because they were meat eaters as well.
1: You
3: know, that's a, uh, that's a bit
1: terrifying because all of the dinosaurs are sentient in that universe. They're always talking, yes. and yet he's, they still eat them. Yes, well, they're, they're eating sentient they animals. They also
2: enslave everything to you know, it's a living. they, you know, they enslave talking animals all the time. Oh, I, but let me finish up. Let me finish up. Uh, they're so primitive. It comes down as it's primitive as can be. No, wait, that's not that's not the Flintstones. Damn it! <laughs> wait, uh, Gilligan used. It's sentient Yes, yes. Uh, Basically what they're saying is these dinosaur, theropod dinosaurs, would be a very lean, slightly gamey, wild-tasting red meat. There you go. So it wouldn't be white meat. like like kangaroo. Maybe. Maybe they would taste kind of like kangaroo. But closer, slightly closer to to bird, because they are actually closer to related to birds Mm. than than to us. There you go. So if you ever find yourself in the past and eat a theropod dinosaur, please get back to us and tell us. (laughs)
1: Keep going but watch for the sandstone layer.
3: That bit isn't gonna
1: last long. If excuse you... me! Excuse me! Hey, hey, you can't be down here without a hard hat. A hard
0: hat?
3: This is a... Can we turn it off, please? Yeah, yeah. Shut it down, Mike. We don't want h and after us.
1: G'day, mate. You got a question? A question? Several. Yes. Where is the... floor? The floor? It was in the way... Of? The underflooring. I have more questions. Go nuts! Why are you here? Ooh, not really my field boss. You'd be wanting philosophy department. This is particle physics. I know this. One less question to answer. No. I'm um, Dave. Okay. Kelly? Kelly. Dr. Dave Kelly. Dr. Doctor Dave Kelly. Yes. Oh, yes! You won't expect
2: it until the 5th. True. There are many things I did not expect. More questions? Where is the
1: underflooring? It was in the way. I feel like we're only taking tiny steps towards our goal. I'm a tunneler. Not all of them forward steps. I specialise in quantum tunnelling. I'm not sure you do. I get the digger going, take a crack at a tunnel. The further we go, the longer the superposition lasts. When we burst through, it collapses the waveform. Viola. I don't think that's what quantum tunnelling is. Yeah, well, who's the expert here, mate? (laughs) This is indeed the thrust of my line of inquiries. Look, champ, time is money. Let's wrap this up. You need to stop. You know how much this lot costs? No, and I don't care. A tenth of what every other lab here costs. I don't see... And yet the grant money increases per lab. So any cash that I don't use gets shared to the other labs. I... uh, really? Oh, yeah. You don't know anyone else who does this sort of... Science. Uh, I got a mate called Kerry. He's a great A quantum mechanic. I should get a hard hat. Fucking A. Okay, to kill a vampire. Right. What do you do? According to mythology, you have to stake it through the heart. Yep. And that
2: immobilizes it, doesn't kill it. Yep. Unlike Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it, it only immobilizes it. You then have to stuff its mouth with garlic. Garlic. And then cut its head off yep. and burn the pieces at Ooh. a crossroads. Ah. That's, that's, that's the that's the. Thing. People always forget the last bit. So you go, all you've done is stuffing its mouth with garlic and, and staking it is immobilize it for a while. Mm. So if you think, well, Bram Stoker's kind of Dracula, that's what happened. They, they don't, don't do it. And properly. that's kind of, that's based on sort of
1: European, yeah, yeah, folklore, the, like Germanic been, and yes, stuff. That's right, yes. So am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, in fact, Romania is where uh, they first started shoving garlic in the mouth. Transylvania. Yes. Uh, in Venice was where they. I like set the idea of the
2: body. I like to be our Transylvanian listeners. Just went. They do not sound anything like this? What is it? The... Actually, that's more Italian. You really? sound like Sicilian. I'm... <laughs> Have some Transylvanian pizza. <laughs> oh, you like the pasta? us see. It's <laughs> plenty of garlic. It's me, Avlad Depez.
1: Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Let's get back on track. So, vampires. So yeah, you're right. Kill a vampire, decapitate him, pin the body to the earth. Venice, he set the fire to the body. Romania, you shove garlic in their mouth, in Germany a lemon in their yeah. mouth. In some cases the body was dismembered and burned and mixed with water and administered to family members as a <laughs> cure. Can I just point something out? The only thing that does this work on vampires. It works on everybody. Yeah. They're yeah, just just saying it's it's one of those, but, but lots of things that work on everybody don't work on vampires. That's right, but
2: it's, in a world where vampires don't actually exist, it's really useful that the way you kill a vampire is hideously cut it up and burn it at crossroads. As if that would go, ah, oh, proves he was a vampire! It killed him! Yeah. Well, it would have killed
1: everyone. So. Well, I think you want to prove it's a vampire first by the fact that they're drinking yes, people's blood and sending everyone, them to other vampires. Everyone
2: knows that the witch hunts and vampire hunts of the past and crazy mobs always
1: thought scientifically and checked their facts before they went berserk. So uh, a vampire weighs more than a duck? Is yeah. that how it works? Yeah. Uh, so yes, cutting them up into pieces, setting fire to them, stuffing them with garlic and lemon. Vampires are probably delicious. a <laughs> so, Bigfoot, who is who? It's
3: all going down at the Crypto Zoo.
1: So vampires are delicious. They sound wonderful. Yeah, they do. Uh, I'll have a sprinkle of lemon on my vampire, please. And you go out and you hunt them, and you bring back the meat. It'd be really iron rich from all the blood. Yeah. Mm. but
2: it'd be like, it'd be like ha- <gasps> they'd be like a blood sausage or a haggis. It's like, would you like some? Just what we do
1: is we stuff we stuff a vampire into a bag and then we cook it over a slow oven. <laughs> but how do you farm them? Oh, vampire farm! We want to farm vampires. We sure do. Well, you have to have a place. Well, maybe like veal. You keep them in a, a very, very small box. It's inhumane, but they're not humans. That's okay. Ah. So it, it, in a in a small box. Yes. So you crush them all up, and they're just stuck in there no, like no, one, a chicken. Box for,
2: one box one what, box. What's The box made out of battery. Battery for, battery for uh, silver. Silver
1: might work. Yes, a
2: silver box, and Jeez, and it'd cook them too. Yeah, it's just slowly. So and and it would at least keep them from
1: keep them from trying to get out anyway. So because yeah, vampires can turn into mist. Yes. And they can get out. flow through stuff. You can't put them in a cage because yeah, they'll they're... just go straight through the bars. That's right. So you have to, Or you have to maybe have, you can um, keep them in a... They wouldn't be able to see themselves in the box, in a silver box. Why not? Because oh, silver, reflection? no reflection. Oh, yeah. They'd just see the back of the... Oh, so they'd be able to see it go on for infinit- for <laughs> infinity. Getting more and just... more green as time went on.
2: Yeah, it happens because the, the wavelengths get absorbed. Actual science here. That's if you what? look. In, if you look into a mirror facing, you look at a mirror facing a mirror, and you yeah. stand there and you look into the infinity of mirrors. Mm-hmm. It, it curves away because your line of sight. You can't ever. Because you're in the way of the point of infinity. Yeah. Curves. Also, doesn't your soul get lost? Yes, that, that's the other part that goes away. Too. Right. But gotcha. it, it's, the mirrors aren't perfect, of course. They're not bouncing 100% of the light. No. A really, 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 really good mirror might do 99.6 or something. But most of them aren't. most of them do like 80, mm. 80, 85. So that 15% is, being, is lost. And the wavelengths that get lost first that mean that the, the color that you see is, gets, gets greener and greener and greener as time goes on. So you start, you start getting like a weird green tinge to an
1: infinite set of mirrors. Ah, Weird. but anyway, vampires. Back Actually, to, back talking to vampire. about reflection yes. as another side note, yeah. I was chatting to the curator of the Brisbane Planetarium the other day, mm-hmm. and they're doing renovations now. The renovations have started, mm. and one thing that happened was they painted the dome that they project the films on back in the seventies when they built it or when they renovated it last time, and the paint is grey paint, but it's reflective of up to seventy percent. Oh yes, because in those days they would shoot beams of light to represent the stars. Right. It wasn't a film. It was they were actually had a, a lamp and uh, they yes, were yes, poking yes. little holes in it. Yeah, right. And they go, see, that's the that little point of light is just being shone straight onto it. Mm. So it was highly reflective, but grey. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that made it look like a star. But now that they f- do everything with projecting films onto the roof, mm. that's a terrible thing for a film to bounce off. Yes, yeah. What you want for a film is pure white, but with a reflection index of... 30% or 20%, mm. which actually just illuminates the colour rather than bounces the light back at you partially. Oh, okay. Right, oh, interesting. There yeah. there so that's what they're doing. They're repainting it with yeah. this different color of paint. That's interesting. But vampires, getting back yeah. to vampires, uh, maybe another way to do it,
2: maybe an easier way, because making lots of battery, battery farming vampires can be quite difficult. How about get a cave with a waterfall at the end and just get a team of priests every hour blessing the waterfall so the vampires can't go through the, ah. the uh, blessed water. So the curtain oh, you could step a through, curtain of holy water. Yeah, so you could step through and go. Come here, vampire! And, go, and, drag, and drag it out, and it's yeah. cooked by the time yeah, yeah, it gets well, through. Well, you
1: could, you'd have to. You'd probably give it something to cover so it and y- go out. You could kind of cook it in the same way that you can cook rice by absorption absorption, yes. absorption or cook steak with uh, <laughs> lemon. <laughs> so you could ask your vampire to be cooked in a certain way, but you say. need to you need to bleed it. You need to get rid of the blood. It doesn't, but just don't feed it. It doesn't have blood. That's the whole point of a vampire. They
2: don't have blood. Oh, they have to get blood from. So you you feed it up nice and strong, and then when you you reach the level of blood that you desire, then you. Wait, what do you feed it on? Cows? animal blood do they eat animal blood in some mythology they do some they, they land and like they, the, the Japanese one the ga, Gayaki, I think it's called the Gayaki, the one that's basically a head that pulls out of the torso and has all, and it's, all its entrails hang down and it floats through the air and then jumps on you and sucks your blood out through the through its entrails that sort of stuff they would go for cattle and things like that. Mm, my dreams tonight are going to be vivid. Have you heard of those ones before? No. They, oh, there you go. That's, they're, they're very cool. They're, they're, I like that because we're very westernized, of course. When you look at other people's versions of blood-sucking freaks and monsters, ah, oh, they're wonderful. They're much more disturbing than ours. <laughs> they don't wear nice suits. They even have blood-sucking ghosts in, in the East. The problem with the ghost is it will try and take your life force through
1: blood. Ah. Anyway, You know that drinking blood, mm. it's toxic. Drinking blood is toxic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, blood, we learned in a recent episode, has a pH that's almost neutral. Yep, it's seven point li- four. Seven point four or so. But it is toxic to humans. Yeah. Um, if you drink a couple of teaspoons, it's probably not gonna to do too much to you, but it does interact with your stomach lining in a way that the stomach does not like. Right. If you drink more than a teaspoon or two, mm. you're you're starting to do to risk health implications yeah. and in fact when people get blood noses and swallow a lot of blood often they'll vomit it up again
2: oh let me tell you i can hear a wonderful story i had when i was 18 years of age i had my wisdom teeth removed all four and there were some complications getting them out so and unlike lots of people who went teeth, oh, these aren't teeth shh, <laughs> shh, shh. He he get think. another doctor forget the doctor get a priest <laughs> Get a zoologist and and a priest, <laughs> a priest zoologist. They didn't know. I should have gone to a hospital and had it done under anaesthetic, but they didn't know. They missed something, and uh, it was it was pretty full on, pretty horrible. And I drank a lot of blood. They tried, but there's a lot of blood going down my neck. So that night I'm on high on Valium and other painkillers. And uh, and and then they say, oh, when the pain, you know, take Is Valium these drugs. a painkiller? Is it? I think it was Valium. Was it Valium? Doesn't Valium make you sleepy? Oh, it makes you calm as well. Yeah. Anyway, I was on lots of painkillers and things to keep me calm, and I woke up feeling very nauseous. And I ran to the toilet and vomited, and it was something from a horror movie. It was pink because I ate nothing for all day and drunk nothing, nothing at all, basically. Yeah. And it was just vomited blood, just, and I mean projectile vomited blood, pink frothy blood all over the bathroom. <laughs> it's, it was quite terrifying. I was staying with my parents that night because you needed help, and and then it's like, oh, mom, an eighteen-year-old calling for his mom. mum. <laughs> And she was going, If there's blood everywhere, you have to clean it up. Like, okay, I'll just lie in my own blood. So, but she came and helped. She's a nice woman. Yeah. But is that whole? Eventually. Eventually, yeah. It was three in the morning. So there's blood everywhere. And you've never seen it. It's just like the movies. It's very exciting. Mm. It
1: looked like something out of Evil Dead. It was great. Yeah. Well, it's probably good that you did vomit up all that blood because it's quite bad for you. Ugh. It's full of iron, oddly enough. Yes. And you could get hemochromatosis. Can you get hemochromatosis? I thought you, you just had to have hemochromatosis. no. Uh, hemochromatosis is also from having too much iron, iron in, in, in your, your system. Blood. Yes. Now, ah. the condition of hemochromatosis is the, medically is when your body is doing that to mm. you. But if you drink a whole bunch of blood, yes. th- you're going to spur that oh, result. Too much iron, okay. and, it can, and it can kill you.
2: Yeah, yeah, it certainly can, yes. And really
1: suddenly as well.
2: Hemochromatosis is really interesting, though.
1: Have we talked about this on the podcast?
2: I don't think so. Think- Hemochromatosis is really interesting. Yes, it's very bad, and you should go to a doctor and get it dealt with. But they've just, cause what it's doing is it's got more iron in your blood, which means your blood can take on more oxygen. So when you're younger, when your body is, is better adept at fixing itself up, when you're much, much younger, it means that you should have uh, more endurance than an average person because you can get more oxygen to the parts of your body. You should be able to heal faster as well. Your blood is, it should clot better and heal faster. Now, th- that's the positive side. But then the moment you start getting a little bit older, it starts tearing you apart and damaging you as well. Mm. So, but to begin with, you're, you're a minor wolverine with hemochromatosis. And you might not notice, but it's one there are there's some upsides to it, which makes sense to to me because it means that it, it's in my mind and maybe I'm looking at evolution wrong here and that's fair enough but I like the idea that when when life was brutish and short before we were purely human then the idea of human it meant that you would survive wounds better um, you would run faster and grab the mates better you would mate easier and then you'd die. You've, but you've done your bit. Yeah, yeah. The disease doesn't matter. You're not going to be a 70-year-old ape or an ape man going, woo, woo, woo. you know, grandchildren. Oh, you
3: died off, but you got all kids the kids today. Don't know how good they've got it. <laughs> when I was a boy, we only had one wheel to go to school on. <laughs> That's all the wheels. Community wheel. So it, I we didn't it
2: even was... have fire. <laughs> uh, I like to think that maybe it had an evolutionary advantage of living fast, dying young. But maybe not. But still, it does give you this ability to begin with. But it will kill you. You know what's a very good human food? Bananas. They are very good. You know what the food that you could eat your entire life is? Leeches. Not leeches. There's only one thing that I know of. Other humans. Other humans. Uh, No, well, it, 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 it comes from other humans. Human breast milk. Human breast milk is the only food that I can find any any information about that we could eat as adults, not just babies. Some people think it's only babies. But as adults, you can drink human breast milk, and it will give you everything you need to survive. Ooh. You can drink nothing but breast milk, but of course, the energy the woman has to create to hey, she's got to be just had a baby, so it's
1: difficult. You can't. I suppose you could induce lactation. I suppose, but the hey, energy the energy produced because like, with cows, they've got to have a. Calf before they can. So give it milk. must be a
2: biochemical. That's why I look at it. It must be a biochemical thing yeah. that changes. So why couldn't I you induce know. it in a female? I know men lactate sometimes. They, they're not having babies. So how do they do it? It's to it be something that switches it on and off. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing you could do it. But the energy required, let's say you got so many joules and a thousand joules of energy from drinking the breast milk. Mm. Of course, to make it and for that woman to make it would be a lot more than a thousand yeah. joules. Well, she should just drink someone else's breast milk. Well, yeah, that's right. Maybe Lilith. Well, She's big. It's so. boobs all the way up. <laughs> But human breast milk. So if you ever, if you ever decide I'm going to drink nothing but
1: one thing, the life—human breast milk. There you go, and not blood. Proving that women, oh. proving that women are just awesome. I went down a Wikipedia rabbit hole the other day oh, about so drinking blood. Uh huh. There are all these sites for pseudo-vampire people uh. who want to talk about blood eating. <sighs> <sighs> yes, oh, and, that's and good. That, well, it, I guess it's good because now people can look it up before they do it. Because there's all these things you have got to think about. Yeah, you do not want to drink. Contaminated blood. No. Or uh, blood in general. Or blood in general. But if you do drink blood, which you shouldn't, like you could get all sorts of STDs. Mm. Yes. You could, you could poison yourself because more than a couple of teaspoons is going to make you sick. Mm-hmm. There are different ways of getting blood out. Mm. One thing that's very big is diabetic kids need to check their blood. And so there's a little sort of a... It's like a hole punch type of device yeah. that you hold up to your arm and just go ka-chick, and it puts two little razor blades in. They cost like 60 cents each. Yeah. And it goes chunk and it creates a little V and it, that allows a fair, a decent amount of blood to come out. Right. Much better than biting someone <laughs> or giving them one mother of a hickey. This is the way that people want to get blood out, is they suck really hard. Yeah. Oh, God. It was, no, no, no. It was, uh, and don't lap at the injury, because that can get quite painful for the person quite quickly. Oh.
2: Madness. I always assumed that a vampire would have to be like a mosquito, and when they bite you, they have to inject some kind of anaesthetic, an anti-clotting agent. Oh, an anticoagulant. And, 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 well, yeah, an no, and, and, and anaesthetic, sorry. An anaesthetic, so you can't feel it. An anticoagulant, yes, as well, so it doesn't st- so it stops... It doesn't clot. And so the the blood flows and you go, oh, I feel kind of cool and happy. Because otherwise you've got some bastard with giant teeth having a go at you. The the, the problem is if the vampires existed, then just like mosquitoes, you get like malaria from mosquitoes and, and all sorts of terrible diseases that pass, all these um, bacteria and parasites that live on the mosquito and when they inject into you, they, they go berserk in you, like dengue fever or Brahma's forest or anything like that. They inject themselves into you. So, I assume vampires be the same. All those bacteria. Well, that's why you want to farm them. All the bacteria, you keep them clean, yeah. yeah. Make sure you keep them clean. Would you have free-range vampires? Like, would they be gamier? Like, oh, this one was living in a church for many years. So when it wouldn't be a church. My it wouldn't be a church. Yeah, it, would be, it wouldn't
1: be a church. An old church. Church. A judge that for some reason had turned upside down. <laughs> so, and we Balanced on a We went point. hunting for him. Uh, yes. It all, yeah, it's interesting. Well, mm. you could have free range, you know, because you, otherwise you're, you're locking them in. You're having battery vampires. Yes. Fire, yes. Or cave. Yes. <laughs> cave vampires. You could actually have free range vampires, but what you have to do is you'd have to dig a moat around it. They can fly. Uh, yeah, but they can't cross. How high is that rule? So could, they just kept going up and up and up and up and up and up. Seven or eight kilometres. No, no, no. They can't cross. Uh, now, what is it? They can't running cross water. running water. Yes. So what you do is you just force a running water around the outside of it. Oh, okay. Can't cross uh, it. But it's like a big boundary. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. So they can't go really high. And... I wonder if they, they could probably maybe dig under it. Well, uh, yes, there you go. So you got to put some sort of
2: silver mesh down there. Yes,
1: silver mesh. <laughs> Once again,
2: we're back to the mesh cages again. Yeah. <laughs> Vampire. So what we're saying here is farming vampires is not really economically feasible. There's a lot of silver involved.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you could pin them down. We've already established that you could get a steak and some onions and pin them down and yes. that marinates them at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's probably the best idea. Pin them down in marinade. Yes. And it keeps them alive. <laughs> but, but they <laughs> desiccate, though. They do they, they look like
2: they're dead. That's the whole thing. That, after time, they're all rosy and happy. So you, it, you're kind of having a pruned
1: vampire at that point. Oh, it's <laughs> kind of like jerky. Yeah, but that's okay. People like jerky. something you could reconstitute shoot it just before you eat it (laughs) by sprinkling some blood on it. You sprinkle a little bit of blood on it Yeah. Ah, Shut up Mario you vampire It's just (laughs) But it's just their buttock
2: (laughs) And though I have some reservations about the movie's message I cannot deny it is thought provoking and has some of the best computer generated imagery seen in any movie this year It is truly beautiful. And that is why, out of five stars, I will be awarding Life of Pi 3.14159265358979323846264338327950288. Four one nine seven one six, nine three nine nine, three seven, five one zero, five eight, two zero, nine, seven
1: four, nine, four, four, five nine, two, three, zero, seven, eight,
3: one, six
0: the human hand I dated it's... that
1: once <laughs> in fact, I've dated numerous human hands, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop! Stop speaking. Let's make something beautiful here.
2: The human hand—it's—it's it's one of the things that, that mark us different to the other animals. Yeah, he, and as in we have an opposable thumb, yeah. and we—it's tool device. Yep. We can suck it's a, on that dolphin. It's, it's amazingly nimble and dexterous. We can hold things with it, and
1: pretty we can, good. We can make music with it. Yeah, yeah. we can. I mean, use, it's no—it's no set of eight tentacles. No, that's true. That's but true. Um, or even ten for our squid-like brothers. But yeah, no. Him. It's not covered in claws
2: though. That's always nice. Or suckers. Or suckers. The human hand. Was, uh, people thought, and it's, look at how many nerve endings are in your body. Your lips are full of them. Your head and your mm-hmm. face are full of them. Uh, your, your genitals, of course, are full of them. And your hands yep. in the body map, in the cortical homunculus, there's a picture of where your nerve endings are. Yep. And, and, and so the more nerve endings is, the bigger the body part is in the picture. So your lips are really huge. And your Like face, Angelina Jolie. Your, <laughs> and your face is very big. And your head is very big. And your yep. genitals are massive. Oh. Oh, yes. And your feet are quite big too. You're big, Oh, yeah, you're big. yeah. You step on a tack, you yeah. know it. And your hands are quite big as well. Yeah. But all the middle bits, not so much. Like your back's quite small. You, can, you can't you can feel much on your back.
1: So, oh, I don't know. I had a girlfriend who used to, who used to love squeezing the pimples on my back. Oh. The most painful thing ever. Using her wonderfully evolved hands. Yeah. So much better than a... Because um, simians have hands, like human-like hands, but not exactly their the same. thumbs are bullshit. Yeah, that's right. Their thumbs are like a fifth as powerful as ours. It's rubbish. They can't do anything. Of course, they can, they,
2: can, they can grab us and tear us into million pieces. But yeah, with their other four things. Yeah, sure. Right, yeah. But that and, thumb, and, and bite. You could thumb wrestle the shit out of those guys. See, people thought that that's what the hand was, was evolved for. The hand evolved as this beautiful tool for painting and for poetry and for making sensual love on a beach. Yeah. But probably not. no, it looks like the human hand evolved for punching <laughs> <laughs> basically it's uh, um, it's. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, human hands look like they evolved to punch the living hell out of things, uh, punch things to death, or just punch. Punch on, uh, because we don't have claws anymore. We're not strong. So we evolved this bony thing at the end of our arms to beat things down. And uh, apes can make fists, uh, but as you said, you pointed out before, apes' thumbs are quite weak, and their fingers are surprisingly weak as well compared to our fingers. Ah. Our fingers are quite strong. Uh, Primate fingers are too long to curl into a fist properly. So when they make a fist... If they tried to punch with it, they'd break their fingers. I want the audience right now to, to make a fist. Yeah. Them, thumb on the outside, because you, you
1: don't want to put the thumb on the make, inside, make sure you'll your break your, your thumb. Yeah, make sure
2: your thumb's, thumb your, on the outside. your thumb's curled underneath your feet. Yeah, yeah, not, not, not like that. Don't, don't put it inside your face. Like, not like that yeah yeah
1: sorry. no not like that audience <laughs> hang on hold it up to the hold it up what to the is... speaker and let us let us reverse listen to how you're you, doing you, it you you curl your fingers closed and then you put
2: your thumb so your thumb does not stick out in any way shape or form and your fingers fit perfectly into your palm they, they, and there is a perfect wedge of fighting horror right there. And your knuckles, have your, your knuckles. And normally you have an increased size of knuckle. And, of course, if you have a point, you can increase the forces as well. Now, some people say, is it cause or effect? Did we develop a hand that, that became good at punching or did we develop a hand punching that became good at everything else? And when they looked at apes, apes actually use the palm, they palm strike when they, when they slap at each other and they slap fruit out of trees. <laughs> they don't make a face like, and they kind of do a, a palm strike. Uh, on, that's lame. I could fight a name. <laughs> but humans make, it, make a beautiful fist. And there is a definite correlation between the uh, amount of testosterone in your body, uh, male bodies anyway, and the length of your index finger. And, and that's where, when you close your fist, that's where you get the big lump in your knuckle on the outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's your, that's your fighting knuckle. So men with more testosterone get a longer finger that makes a bigger bonier attack plate basically attack knuckle which is interesting Dan's much more uh, much more manly than I am he has he's got two of them he's a oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. he
1: take all the women I'm, look at him I'm a bony motherfucker <laughs> so, and, and they're not blunt either my bones are shut my he, everything on me is quite shut he's like a gangly wolverine It's like being attacked with a bucket of knives. So, the next time
2: someone you love or cared for, be it your mother or your father or your lover, comes towards you with their wonderful, sensual hands. Wait, wait, what did you just say? Was
1: it. But when your mother or father comes at or, you with their sensual hands, but, 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 is no, that giving the wrong? No, it's not necessarily sexual. No, it's but, just lovely because they they stroke your face and they give sen- you
2: hugs. Even even the word sensual... I said love. Oh, for goodness sake! Okay, your bit... mother and father—they they give you hugs and things. I was trying to. say, Okay, fine. What sort of hugs? The point here is that it's, it was designed to punch other things to death. So that's what you should be worrying about. Oh. Not whether or not you're being inappropriately stroked by your parents. Or by your parents. Yeah, that's true. They do like to inappropriately stroke. And my father has a good fist on him, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Could you describe to the audience what I am holding... In front of you. It's a coffee
2: mug. Yes. With one handle, with CSI Miami written on it, emblazoned on the side.
1: Yes. And what colour is it? Uh, black. Black indeed. And white inside. And white inside. Now, behold. He's put it into Seems that this mug just got hot. <laughs> uh, yes,
2: some palm trees just appeared on the outside of this. I, I use these at work all the time. Yeah, good. Okay. Good. I, I wanted to describe cause Oh, good.
1: Okay. This was my first coffee mug that did this. Oh, okay.
2: We have dinosaurs at work. We have all these pictures I've of dinosaurs. I've got one now, too. And and when you put it into hot water, it
1: gets... Skeletons? Skeletons. Yeah, I got one oh, okay. for my birthday. Ah. But yes, so the CSI mug, all black, mm-hmm. suddenly now covered in pictures of palm trees. Uh, of very, Miami. Uh, Miami. <laughs> you hope so. It could be anywhere, really. Shush. <laughs> You're ruining the magic. <laughs> it's movie magic. Now, it's not the black changing colour into an image. Uh Aha. What it is, it's a coffee mug covered in pictures of palm trees Mm -hmm. with a layer of uh, Luca Dye. Luca Dye.
2: Oh, it sounds like a 70s folk singer. I am Luca Dye, and I'm going (laughs) to sing about my love. And I am Luca Dye, and I came from up above. And I am Luca Dye, and I'm going to stop singing because Dan is looking at me funny. I'm Luca Dye.
1: What we're talking about here is thermo <laughs> see, you need to learn to play an instrument yeah. because that is such a fun voice what <laughs> what we're talking about here is thermochromism mm-hmm. things changing color uh. now due to heat uh due to heat okay. yes due to temperature changes now there are two different ways to do this commonly is uh liquid crystals mm-hmm. and Leucodies. look at my name is look at stop it stop it now, with the liquid crystals, uh, <laughs> they use liquid crystals when they need the color change to be very specific, because mm-hmm. a liquid crystal will actually change color. It'll go from black, and then uh, depending on the way that it's been treated and such, it will go through the spectrum all the way back to black.
2: Right. Okay.
1: They they use this on stuff like fish tank aquarium mm-hmm. temperatures, mm-hmm. and for medical oh, stuff, okay, th- yes. Th- th- thermometers. Yes. I believe they use them on the old Transformers stickers. Oh, they're awesome! Yeah, you have yes. a little black sticker, but you heat it up with your thumb. Yeah, it goes through the entire spectrum. It does. So it does. goes sort of brown, but then you heat it up more, it goes sort of green. In chemistry, um,
2: things like phenolphthalein. That's universal indicators that that tell you not necessarily temperature, but pH levels and that sort of stuff. They have a different temperature, different color for a different state. Mm. Pretty cool. Uh, batteries. Oh, yes. On, on they, batteries where you hold used, it down? There used to be, yeah, they, they, they not so much anymore, but there used to be a whole big thing about, if, uh, if you want to you know if your battery is full or empty, then touch the ends of the battery with your finger and it makes a little current and yeah. and, and it actually activates a little colour on the and side. And it heats
1: it. That's what's ah, happening is it's heating. Because it's short sanding it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a, but um, what happens is, if there wasn't a lot of current, only the bottom would show, and if there's a lot of current, the whole thing would show. Yes. Because that was covered, that colour was covered in a dye that was tapered. So ah. if a little bit a lot of current went through, the entire thing would vanish and become transparent and mm. you could see the whole thing underneath. But if there was a little current, only the thin end of the taper would appear and right. you see the bottom of it. Right. Okay. Hmm. Now, a Leuco dye uh, does the same thing, but it, it's not as easy to get it to change colour at the exact temperature. Mm. And so this mug mm-hmm. is covered in a Leuco dye. The way that it becomes transparent is quite interesting. Uh, this dye is filled with crystals, mm-hmm. like liquid crystals. These ones are different types of crystals. And if you imagine these crystals, they sit there. Imagine, okay, make a figure eight with your hands. Yeah. Like pinch your thumb and forefinger together and you've got a figure eight in front of you. Mm-hmm. Now... On the or, bottom, or goggles if you put them on the side. Goggles are on the side. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Get one and just twist it ninety degrees, Ooh. so that it, it's out of phase. It's out of. Oh, really? That's a that's a good one. Yeah. So that's what it's. That's kind of what the crystals are when they're black. Ah. But when they hit a certain temperature, one of the bonds changes. It it loosens, I right. believe and then it switches back and looks like a figure eight again so you can see uh, if you turn oh, it on the side you can kind of see past it yes. now it's not that you if you turned the crystals on the side that you would yeah. th- you have to turn the crystals on the side but that's a kind of a mental trick to think about how the crystals are happening obviously they're transparent every which yes. way you look at them yes, and transparency it's, itself is very it's, complex it's a um, it, is, it really is I beyond the write.
2: scope of this podcast we we talked about why glass is transparent We've discussed that before. Did we? Yes, we did. That was one of the competitions back many, back in year one. Why, why is a couple of centimeters of glass transparent, but a couple of centimeters of concrete not? And, we, yeah. and you had to answer that
1: question. You, you didn't answer it well. No, I didn't answer it well, and I <laughs> but go didn't back, rock it Go back at all. to
2: our ladies and gentlemen, have a look through, and uh, you'll find earlier podcasts right back at the start.
1: We... Are you sure you gave me that one? Okay. I feel like it... that was one that you were going to give me oh. and decided not to because it was too damn hard. Oh, really? I was, that's, it's that's right, right up there with... That's um, right.
2: I was nice yeah, to you. It was right up there was with... was a total
1: the... bastard to me. Go
2: back and listen to those. If you uh, haven't listened we, to those we, early ones, we shouldn't, Dan would just absolutely... We shouldn't
1: talk about this because all our listeners will be like, so where's the uh, forfeit? Yeah, well, Where's the forfeit that's been a year and a half old? I know, I'm sorry. That's me. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Somebody got employed. I did. <laughs> so, yes, if you, ever you see something color changing, have a think about uh, whether it's subtracting black from it in order to make the color change. Mm. Like color change hyper color t-shirts. Oh, goodness. They're the 80s. Yeah. The they would always be a slightly darker color. And then when you heated them up, the black dye in it, mm. which was making it darker, would vanish and make it go lighter. You could put hands on someone's boobs. No. I mean, no. That what, that was no. Oh. You weren't, No, you couldn't. Oh. You couldn't. Could oh. you? At high school? Oh my god, I wasted my entire youth!
2: 5105820974944592307816406 four, So, in this world, there are many, many, many more people with religious beliefs than there are atheists. Yep. And then those religious beliefs might not even be codified. They might consider themselves agnostic, but there's still people who believe in power. spiritual. Spiritual. There's all the different words for it, but they still believe in powers beyond themselves mm-hmm. that in the universe. Uh, I am not one of them. <laughs> I believe that if we can't talk about something, or really have any kind of scientific opinion on something that you can't
1: Touch, taste, see, sense in any way. Well, it, you have to be able to measure something. Yes. If something exists, then it has an effect. Yes. And if it's got an effect, then it, it can a me- be a measured. measurable and a demonstrative. Like effect. it does yes. If it doesn't have an effect, it yes. doesn't exist. Uh, it, and you go, oh, it's a miracle. Well, it, then it, miracles it, obviously have a process well, this, well, this by all, which they work. You just we, we just had a, now you can get into deism versus
2: theism and start saying that there's a god outside the universe who created the universe using the laws of science that we know and no, no longer interacts with the world. But to me, you go, there could also be a teapot behind saturn that that's talk yeah. that we can't see yeah there might be but it makes no difference and, and we might as well not talk about it that's not what i'm getting on to okay I, I, i'm heading this up, sorry i, I don't want to go down a deism theism argument at this point like, i was
1: pre-primed too <laughs> that's right seems.
2: and that's there's, there's a bit more than that so i know some of our audience get a bit kind of oh they're bitching about religion it's not what i want to do here but there's been a study at the university college of london that says that people who are spiritual people with religious beliefs are much more likely to have been mentally unwell or become mentally unwell in their lives. Oh, wow. So, and that, that's not me judging people or any of that. That's,
1: this is a study that has shown. And I thought I had to hmm, think in about In their substantially extended lives. Uh,
2: substantially extended lives. Yeah,
1: statistically, people who have religion in their lives live longer than oh, people who don't. That's interesting. That ties in to something I was going to say a bit later. We'll come back to that.
2: That's correct. I, right. I didn't know that, but that, that's interesting. So, this study, I'll keep to the study. Saying that this
1: study, people with, with religion are more
2: likely to have abnormal eating attitudes, likely to have used or will use an Use drugs. Well, they keep eating They're stuff like... that
1: turns into blood. I mean, that's... and We've already established that's
2: not good. They've experienced, more likely experience anxiety, neuroses, phobias, Wait, uh, more likely to
1: suffer anxiety? Anxiety, neuroses,
2: and phobias all have. Now, I had to think about this, because I didn't go into this. Now, so now I'm going to supposition, so that's the study. Now, yep. I had to think about this so well, because to begin with, I went, suck it, religious, suck it hard! Yeah! And then I went, mm, pull back, pull back. And I went, well, it makes sense, because... If you're worried and upset and hurt, and someone offers you a helping hand, Mm. you're likely to to believe what that person says because they say, "Oh, I found Jesus, or I found uh, Allah, or I found Buddha," and therefore, and they help me, and you go, "So fear
1: is a strong motivator for self-deception." Not
2: not just it's not just fear. I think it's just people in people who need help who get help. Uh, it's, if, you want, if you want to be nasty, but I'm trying not to be nasty here, but it's like Stockholm Syndrome. If you fall in love with your captor, so if someone very nicely says, I will help you, and you go, wow, you're really awesome, and they are being really awesome to you. I'm not because most mm. people I can be and are very lovely, just humans, like everyone else. They will help, and therefore you fall in love, and you start believing what they believe in, and then you pass it down through the family. So, and I, I think that's what it's all about. Also, unfortunately, and this is where atheists fall down, damn it, atheists, it's actually shown, the British Journal of Psychiatry has shown that people with spiritual mm-hmm. belief. Are much more likely to do phil- uh, philanthropic gestures. They're more likely to to help the homeless and to help drug users. Oh, there's very few organisations in the world that atheists run that are atheistic organisations that are as openly philanthropic as, ah. as religious ones. Now, these two joining these two things together here, yeah. you can see why people with problems but go to religion. That makes sense to
1: me. Yeah. I saw some other research recently that said that individuals who are religious are less philanthropic than individuals who are atheistic. Mm. So, in, ma-
2: individuals are probably different to organizations. Yeah. So, the, so maybe so they
1: feel that the organization is taking care of that maybe. and they don't have to worry. So
2: maybe, much about maybe. It. And, there's, and maybe this ties in as well into a, a study I read that showed that people who like Batman are more likely to help people in the street and, and step up when required. People who like Superman are more likely to not help people and be no. self, uh, to be all about themselves. This has been shown. So
1: Batman, of course, and you think about it, and once think this ties in like, Okay. Supposition. So can I suppose? Yeah, yeah you go for, yeah, yeah, okay. Go for it. Okay, yep. so if you think that Batman's great, yep. then you have a link to a normal human being doing great things. Whereas if you think Superman's great, you go, well, I'm not an alien from another planet. Bingo. I can't step up.
2: Exactly right. You have to be from Krypton and have the powers of exploding suns. But Batman is get off your ass and, and do some push-ups and go out and fight crime. Yep. Mm. But that's a guess, but there has been a link. There's three. There's three interesting things we're linking there. That ties in religion to me again. Now this is a very big, big bow I am drawing here, and the research doesn't say. This, but arrows I, I, flying yes, everywhere. But, but you think to tie it back into the religion, organisations are more likely to help people, and philanthropic, and I think that ties in with Batman, Superman thing: individuals versus groups, and, and religion, believing in something bigger. Superman is technically a god allegory, yeah, and, and where Batman is is a man. Anyway, I just think it's interesting. So also, I had to think about this as well. I mean, oh, I feel bad. You know, well, There are organizations out there, the Centre of Inquiry, and there's a few others as well, who do uh, Point of View podcasts, which is very good. Mm-hmm. The James Randi Institute, they do they do exist, but there are not many of them because it's... it's only because we've openly started recently being allowed to exist, comparatively, compared to religion, mm. which is allowed to exist for thousands of years. But atheist religions, atheist religions, oops, atheist organizations mm. are not allowed, they weren't allowed to openly exist until relatively quite recently, and no one would take them seriously. Mm. So maybe in a hundred years' time, maybe in a thousand Thousand years time, then we will look at this and say, "Well, you have theistic organisations that help, and atheistic religions uh, maybe atheistic organisations that help." And now it's time for Luke and I to introduce to you the Walk of Shame, the Walk of Shame. We're walking down the lane, and science is on the brain. The Walk of Shame, the Walk of Shame. Yeehaw!
1: Right, Luko die is here to stay Speaking of Shame woo! Luco Yeah Is that his core demographic? Is like the redneck mullock Yeah Luco no, Guy No 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 if you more make a point it'd be more like uh
2: Yes, I found Luco uh, uh impact on, on uh, feminist literature to be quite moving uh, because he seemed to have a, even though as a man, he, I felt he almost was a woman and he seemed to understand the, the, the female
1: perspective. I, I, I can't understand his lyrics um, until they get hot and then they become transparent. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's very popular in Australia and Southern Africa.
1: <laughs> Luco Dai. Anyway, welcome to so What That's what got for me. What have I done wrong? No, it's
2: not you, baby. It's all me. Yeah. It's all me. Walk of Shame. Things I've said. I made some crazy comments. Because kind I of like saying things about stuff. And then, of course, turn are out to be wrong. And Walk of Shame, of course, is the point of the podcast where people write in and tell us uh, that we're wrong. So the first up is from either Louis Frank or Louis Frank. It's, I'm wrong somewhere there. So Louis Frank or Louis Frank. I'm sorry, Louis or Louis, if I, when I got that wrong. He wrote it. Hello, Gregoire and Dan Bison. Hello, Louis or oh, Louis. He likes our podcast, he likes the nerdy humour, and he thinks we are pretty cool. Moving on. Uh, he thinks they're pretty cool. Yes. Oh, and I like him. We, I made some comic uh, that sleep cycles are three hours long and that you should only sleep in three-hour blocks. And I said that. I remember saying that, and I still stand by that. Yep. But, but I'm wrong. Ooh. So he said, this error seems to be an incorrect amalgamation of two or three things that are true, that you should only wake from a light sleep, and if you wake from a deep sleep, you will be groggy and feel bad, which I agree with. I can see that. You need REM sleep to reset your brain, mm-hmm. fair enough. Your first sleep cycle at night lasts about 90 minutes, and, so, and that's light and deep sleep, so REM sleep as well. Okay. And so to have both REM and deep sleep, it's best to wait two cycles and wake during your second light sleep wake. Waking period, which would mean around three hours, as I suggested. Uh, but it's two, actually two cycles, not one ah, cycle. So, so you, you
1: could then go for another hour and a half or an hour and a half after that. Yes. Yeah, a, okay. So, so an hour <laughs> and a half is okay. Uh, three hours is okay. So is REM at the beginning of the cycle? Does that mean that you go to sleep... And then you go into deep sleep and then come out and you're almost at the end of your cycle and that's when REM happens? I think that's what happens, yes. Okay. Light, deep, and then you go into REM. Very different brain state. Theta waves, I do believe. So in order to have REM sleep, you want to have... Uninterrupted sleep between two patches of deep sleep. Yes. Cool. And you can,
2: but it also, it's not perfect because you know you can, you can just drop, drop out and go back to light and then drop straight back into REM. It's not as easy as saying light, deep REM, light, deep REM,
1: right? Oh, really? Because you can I've drop got, in um, and drop out. I've got one of them uh, iPhone apps that tracks my sleep now. Yes. And I put it on my bed and it tracks how much movement I have and it does that sort of winding back and forth throughout the evening and I can see when I'm getting up to go to the bathroom and stuff. (laughs) So thank you, Louis or Louis. Mr. Frank. Thank you, Mr.
2: Frank, unless you're a woman. Women, we don't have the name Louis or Louis, do they? Oh, I'm scared now. My friend Louis does. Oh, no. But uh, thank you... Uh, that would be Lois. Thank you, and, androgynous Frank, for, for writing into us and putting me right. Fellow human Frank. But they, you can't make that. It's the internet. They could be aliens sending information. You have not. This idea. is a science podcast, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> And then this is another one I, I got wrong. We're talking about the Cretaceous period and how Velociraptors uh, would have been walking around in grass. Yes, but yes, not. No, I don't. But I, not. I, I've, I've lost my notes. Uh, well, I, well, you yes. don't need to. The audience, the audience. Did you be quiet now? You be uh. quiet. The audience, the audience um, uh, got on to me very quickly. Yes, there would have been grass, but near the end of the dinosaur period, so the Cretaceous period. And I said there were no flowering plants in the Cretaceous. No. Nope. Uh, velociraptors. Blah 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 blah. Expounding crap. Uh, I'm wrong. Wrong. Totally, yeah. wrong. totally
1: wrong. Flowers existed twice as long. They uh, were back uh, in the yeah, Jurassic or something. Uh,
2: Scott uh, ran, wrote in and told me I was very wrong, and he's copied this from an encyclopedia, do you believe? Perhaps the most important of these events, at least to terrestrial life, was the first appearance of the flowering plants, also called the angiosperms. <laughs> first appearing in the lower Cretaceous around 125 million years ago. The flowering plants first radiated in the middle Cretaceous about 100 million years ago. So there you go. And remember, dinosaurs died out about 65 million years ago. So they had 60 million years. But even commonly, they were around for 35 million years for the end of the dinosaurs. So T-Rex, that big, feathered, fabulous creature, would have been wandering around in the tulips. Let's love it. Dinosaurs becoming lovely now, tiptoeing through the tulips, la la la, blending in with the flowers. Going, they can't see me. Mm, I'm beautiful. God. There you go. So I was wrong. Thank you, Scott. Oh, here's a big one. <sighs> this is this is a stupid one. Podcast thirty-five. Yeah. I go and I didn't have time to listen to it. Checking. It. You edited it. I didn't have time to check. Yeah. I trust you. I let you do it. I'm Uh-oh. listening to it on a walk. Just, having a, just making sure I don't say anything Do too stupid. What's the first thing I say? I said that primes were defined by being divisible by two and itself. But that doesn't make sense at all. No. That means every even number in the world Is would prime. be prime, and that's yeah. not right. So
1: you said it should have been
2: one? It's one and itself. It's so bloody obvious that it's one and itself. Yeah. It's really frustrating, and I heard it and went, You idiot! But uh, there you go. Uh, that was my thing. So I, I don't know one else actually wrote it. I, I sent myself a walk of shame for that one. Joy on, but- you. Yeah. <laughs> Now, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we're always looking for more information that we get wrong. We say a lot of things on this podcast, and if you find something we've said wrong, please get in contact with us and tell us because we need to know because then we can disseminate truth to the audience instead of the rubbish we accidentally spread onto your sandwich of education. I normally try and stay away from memes, I know we try and stay away from Oh, I love them. I don't bring memes onto the podcast because I think that normally everyone's seen it or heard yeah. it. And, oh, for goodness sake. Or... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so we're not, <laughs> we're not going to do this. But for the song today, I have to play one because I thought it was excellent. All right.
0: NASA Johnson Star. Johnson star. Welcome to NASA's Johnson Space Center. We are coming in hot, so don't burn up as we enter. We do science every day that affects your daily life. Throw them up for man's space flight. Science everywhere. As we engineer the marbles that fly through the air And take us way beyond Earth-level science everywhere Because we engineer the marbles that fly through the air Flies us through the air Control the mission of Johnson That's a Johnson star Johnson star F, 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 F. That's a Johnson star Johnson star F, F, F. That's a Johnson star hey, it's say F, 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 F. that's a Johnson star hey, it's No space station where we work and live in space With a crew from several nations Got Japanese and Russians and that European charm Throw them up like the Canada arm Kicking out research 29K cubic feet revolves around the Earth Science, microgravity revolves around the Earth Columbus jamming destiny Kicking out research, kicking out research Play the astronauts NASA Johnson to go to space, to go to space, because the missions of tomorrow start today, they start today, as we engineer the future day by day. <laughs> NASA Johnson star Johnson style. NASA Johnson star Johnson Star That's a Johnson Star Hey, Science f, 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 f. That's a Johnson Star hey, f, 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 f. hey, it's amazing f, 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 f. That's a Johnson Star The giant war, SLS and PCV We cannot feel the floor Cause the lack of gravity The destinations are An asteroid, Mars or the moon we are Blasting off, start the countdown soon. Five, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey, Zion's Navy. NASA NASA, 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 Johnson star. Hey, it's amazing. Nasa, 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 NASA. NASA Johnson star.
2: If you've been living under a rock for the last couple of months, you would not know Gangnam Style by Psy... But pretty much I think it's permeated every area of everything, everywhere. You kinda
1: escape You make it. a good case for moving under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I I found that about a month ago and hadn't put it into the podcast. And I was, oh,
2: we have time, we have time. And, of course, it's gone viral. That video, NASA Johnson style, has now gone
1: viral. And lots of people are watching it. It's, it's picked up. I pity them all. <laughs> you, I... You've had a pretty good run of songs which I've quite like uh-huh. That was f- awful. Oh, it's promoting science in a popular No, way. it's it's awful. Like, oh. it's so self aggrandizing. Bullshit. Oh. Like, the other stuff are good. They, they get you excited about science. This is just marketing and promotions. It's it, awful. It was done by students, so they weren't just doing it themselves. It was done by students. Yeah, no shit.
2: <laughs> so Dan didn't like NASA Johnson style. There we go. Do you like Gangman style, though? So, I
1: uh, I do have a... I, I did... I. That's a that's a big question. I did watch it and the first time I'm like, What the f and the second time I watch it I'm like, I I think I can see why people are enjoying Uh, this. I think I'm enjoying this on some level. And the tune and the Mm. the weird committing to the Mm. To the ridiculous notion, like I think there's a particular shot in there where they're doing this funky in the wind and foam type shot, right? Where um, where it looks really sort of bad boys too type of thing, but uh-huh. then there's the, there's there's another shot of all the foam kind of just getting in their face and being just a little bit uncomfortable looking, not yeah. cool looking, yeah. And I was like, oh, I. I think this is tongue-in-cheek yeah, th- it, it, yes it is i think this is yeah. brilliant well, and yes. not re- absurd gangnam style
2: is without i don't want to go to gangnam style but it's trying to say like beverly hills 90210 like style or rodeo drive style mm. it's that whole gangster and rap related but connecting it to really, really rich gangnam's an area it's, it's mm. a, a rich rich area where they're not going to be dancing weirdly and it's not their style.
1: Yeah. It's a parody in itself. Yeah. So that's a parody it's, of a yeah. parody. Yeah, and that, that's that—that's where you're always going to fall down. A parody <laughs> of a parody is superfluous. Uh-huh. There you go. But I liked it, so... Well, th- you're stupid because it was f***ing <laughs> horrible. I like getting you so
2: angry that I know it'll take you a lot, a lot of time to edit out all the swear words.
1: Hey, <laughs> I that song out of my head. Uh, hey, science lady. You have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And you have been listening to Luca Days. Oh, Greg at smartenough.org. We would love it if you jumped into iTunes and gave us a, a big five-star rating and mentioned us and stuff. That's Because right. the more ratings we get, the higher we get on the iTunes list and then we hit the front page and then boom, it all blows up. And then our and army that,
3: rises up and, and rises we don't, up. We don't need that much. We no. just need...
1: No. A, you know, a couple of dozen yeah. of you to all do it at the same time, and boom! Suddenly, We're what's, front page what's interesting is our smarter, after no better audience
2: is better at writing things than many other bigger podcasts. They're, obviously, they feel sorry for us, or they <laughs> the pity rating. The pity rating. <laughs> Jump we, in, give us a pity rating. Uh, that's right. I, my, a lot of my relationships are based on that, so I will also base this podcast <laughs> on it as well. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter uh, se2kb or Facebook se2kb. That's the end. Perhaps the most important of these events, at least to trust your Life, was the first appearance of a car outside the window.
1: The Maori version of Greg and Smart Enough, Greg G, Greg, Greg, Greg Fragang. Dan, and
2: <laughs> 09749445923078164062862089986280348 Two five three four two one one seven zero six seven nine eight two one four eight zero eight six five one three two eight two three zero six six four seven zero nine three eight four four six zero nine five five zero five eight two two.